0: here, Dan on top. We've got an awesome guest today, a fellow Next Level Mastermind, Benjamin Kogut. Ben, how you doing?
1: Dan, glad to be here, man. That was some pumped up music. Let's yeah, do this. that's right.
0: We need pumped up music for pumped up guests like you, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. I want to jump right in. Tell everybody watching, who is Ben Kogut?
1: Well, I'm assuming your audience is interested in commercial real estate, so I'll share about that. I am a... Uh, commercial real estate specialist focused on raising capital for uh, commercial real estate syndications. I also do investor relations for my company called HJH Investments.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm super excited about this. Syndications and private equity is something I really, really love and and, want to learn more about. And I know my audience does, too. So I want you to jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about the process. Like, for example, how do you go about raising capital?
1: Sure. Well, it starts with relationships. Um, we have now acquired 54 commercial wow. real estate projects. Wow. Yeah. And uh, hopefully before the, so this is uh, the last week of December, 2020, we have three more deals we're closing. So we should end the, the year strong with about 56 projects that'll uh, knock on wood, push us over $300 million of assets under management. And uh, yeah, again, it starts with relationships. It starts with Uh, acquiring very high-quality commercial real estate assets. Our niche is buying retail, office, or industrial, where they are anchored by high-credit tenants with long-term leases already in place. And we we have a system in place where we look to identify assets uh, around the 10-cap range, something like that, Uh, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but in general, that's what we're looking for. And as long as it has that uh, consistent predictable cash flow. Uh, it makes it uh, an asset that we can leverage We'll usually put somewhere between 70 and 80 percent LTV which will push the cash on cash uh, returns somewhere in the 14 15 percent range and uh, we manage it and we pay our investors monthly dividends and um, it's been uh, it's been growing pretty rapidly.
0: That's awesome. So how did you get into that space Ben?
1: yeah uh, i've been a commercial real estate broker like yourself uh for since 2004. so it started as a real estate broker uh focused on buying you know helping people buy and sell uh, re- mostly retail uh properties so I've, I've spent many many years walking the halls of icsc uh, and then i transitioned went went uh, in the downturn Back in 2010, I went back to school and got my MBA, which was for me a game changer. Um, and then uh, I started working for a family office in Austin, Texas, which is where I live. And uh, that started me down the journey, had some um, opportunities to, to go to a real estate investment conference called the Society of Exchange Counselors. And there I uh, met my now business partner and you know became an investor with him back in 2017. And then in 2018, he made me an offer I couldn't refuse to join the company as a partner and help him with raising capital and investor relations and mostly just educating people about what we do and the benefits of syndication and all that good stuff. That's awesome. That's really cool.
0: So what was the most impactful thing that you learned at that conference?
1: So um, I think there's a lot of things. Uh, First of all, it's about relationships. But what a lot of people are able to do is uh, they're able to take the equity that they have in an asset and, and actually exchange that equity as opposed to selling it. And so that was one of the first things that I did was I had some equity and I exchanged that with Corey, the CEO of HJH for equity uh, in his syndication project that would allow me to turn something that was not generating cash flow into now generating cash flow asset. That okay. Makes interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about your company's track record.
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, we have, we're approaching $300 million of assets under management. Um, right now we have a pretty balanced portfolio between retail office and industrial. Uh, the last property we bought, uh, last month was a Walgreens and a Dollar Tree. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Not That's right in my backyard depart- too. Yeah. Park Michigan, yes, right. yeah, and That's so awesome. um, that fits in the fits in our box. We were able to buy it for about a ten cap. and it has long term lease commitments from both Wal- Walgreens and Dollar Tree. And uh, I went to my investor base and told them about what we plan to do, and showed them all the due diligence that we had uncovered. And uh, we were able to raise uh, the capital we needed to do that deal in about a week. You know, wow. so that that was pretty, uh, that's pretty exciting. And, um, yeah, just constantly, you know, doing a lot of podcasts and just educating, educating, educating. There you go. There you go.
0: So being that you've been involved in this for quite some time, what advice do you have for other investors who are looking to get into the syndication space?
1: I can't emphasize enough how important it is to build relationships. Um, something that I will share with you that has, um, been a really enlightening um, mentality is to be indifferent as to whether or not that person that you're speaking with actually becomes an investor or invests in this or that. For me, I don't care. You know, it's not for everybody. And it may not it may be for you, but it might not be the right time. Or, you know, there's a million different reasons. So it's not my job to sell somebody on being an investor or push them. I have no interest in doing that, uh, and, and that's why I have an indifferent mentality. And with that, that allows me to be completely open and transparent about what I like, what I don't like, what are the risks, what questions should be asked to make sure that, you know, my goal is to protect our investors capital. And so that's the number one goal. And then after we've protected it, we'd like to grow it. But first and foremost, you know, if somebody is an investor, they, they've earned that money and they want to make sure that they don't lose it. And so that's a big uh, weight to carry that we take very seriously when, when people come into one of our deals.
0: Sure. I like that. I like how you're saying basically you're adding value. You're creating a relationship. Whether or not the person pulls the trigger and moves forward, it kind of makes you, in a sense, a little bit more agnostic. Maybe a little bit you know more uh, you know, unbiased, if you will.
1: Totally. And it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, you know, sure. you'll, you'll be a big investor and you'll... You know, you'll want to do that, but it's 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 that's so. Back to your question, that's the best piece of advice I can give. If you can just be completely indifferent as to whether or not they invest, you're going to win.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I like that. Very good. So listen, you know, you've been around for a while, and I'm sure that you've you've gathered a lot of incredible experiences and and learning uh, learning points. Knowing everything that you know now, if you could go back in time. What advice would you give yourself, or what would you do differently?
1: Um, well, first, I would have started uh, passive investing sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but that that has obstacles. You have to be an accredited investor, which is a double-edged sword. Um, I would, you know, just continue to build my email marketing platform, which I used to have, and then I, when I went back to school, I stopped doing it and then just kind of let it go. So I think building um, that type of network, um, talking to people, letting them know, hey, I don't have a deal right now, but when I do, this is generally speaking what it will look like and would you be interested in being an investor? Mm -hmm. And so that generates a conversation that is, you know, I'm indifferent because A, I don't have a deal right now. B, you know, most of the time people are like, Yeah, if you see a deal, you know, bring it to me, we'll talk about it. And I always advise people like if you're getting ready to start raising capital for a project, start with 20 relationships that you already have. Yeah. Right. And don't be surprised when none of those 20 people (laughs) actually become your investor. And then somebody that you haven't talked to in forever jumps in and writes a big fat check. And it you just never know. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, continue building relationships, continue taking care of people and and educating and, you know, being a service and and adding value in as many ways as you can. There you go.
0: Definitely something that resonates to me is adding value. I think that if you add value, everything else is going to follow. Now, Ben, you mentioned an interesting concept about accredited investors. Tell our audience what it means to be an accredited investor and why people need to be accredited to invest in certain projects with you.
1: Well, uh, first and foremost, I am not an attorney or CPA or any of that. Um, I would you know, it's 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 a government regulation with when we raise capital, we file everything with the SEC and the SEC, given the way that we file, they require that an accredited investor is, is basically two things. Either has a, a net worth of a million dollars, not including their home and or has two hundred thousand in, dollars in income over the past two years. Um, there that's in general, what checks the boxes. Uh, there are other ways to become an accredited investor. I am not going to kind of go into that. Uh, Google it and you'll get your answer pretty quick. There you go. And why, why is it important for somebody
0: to be accredited to, to get involved in deals like this?
1: Well, it's, it's, first of all, it's required by the SEC in the way that we file, but, uh, more importantly than that, um, you know, we, we, We have a very long-term hold mentality. And so that, generally speaking, uh, doesn't fit as well with somebody that may not be accredited. They may need to have access to that liquidity. And for us, when an investor puts money into a deal, it's going to be there for 5 to 10 years. Now, they are going to get monthly dividends, which is a very attractive way to do it. Uh, Historically, we've paid out 8% every month. And across the portfolio, we average over 10% dividends to our investors. Um, but that number can change uh, going forward as well. But uh, yeah, that's, that's my answer.
0: Sure. There you go. Appreciate that. Now, what trends do you see? And what's your outlook for commercial real estate across different sectors uh, over the next uh, coming years?
1: So uh, like I said, we're pretty well balanced between retail, office, and industrial. But to answer your question, we are seeing a lot of opportunity in the office space, in particular, in the suburban office building space, we believe that um, there's a lot of sellers out there who are freaked out because of the pandemic and think that nobody's ever going to come back into the office. Uh, We, you know, for one, believe that that's not going to be the case, that there will be opportunities, there will be companies looking to take on more space at a cheaper rate. So that leads people to going more towards suburban, you know, one or two story buildings, maybe up to four. But as far as like in the CBDs of major cities, Mm -hmm. um, companies are not really wanting to, you know, take all the time that it takes to load hundreds of employees up to the 30th floor, up and down the elevators, you know, so on and so forth. Um, So we're seeing a lot of um, companies that are looking to spread out or have cheaper space and, but they still need an office presence. I mean, there's still so much benefit to a company's culture to be inside an office together. Sure. Um, And so, yeah, we're very bullish. We're making offers on uh, many uh, suburban office buildings uh, around the country right now.
0: Excellent. That's awesome. So we've got about five minutes left. Did you have any other topics you wanted to talk about or any questions you had for me?
1: Um, Hmm. Not at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, well, yeah. Go ahead. As far as like other topics, I mean, you and I had spoken yesterday, I could walk you through like a case study of a deal.
0: Yeah. That'd perhaps. be awesome. Definitely. I appreciate you bringing that up.
1: Yeah, sure. So let's, let's just use that Walgreens dollar tree as an example that we closed. Um, so typically if we can acquire something at a 10 cap, Leverage it up to 14 or 15 cap, which is what we did on that deal. Uh, sorry, not cap, cash on cash. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows for us to have that predictable cash flow to provide what we're doing on that deal is an 8% dividend preferred return to our investors on a monthly basis. So Walgreens and Dollar Tree pays us rent on the first, and then um, we can distribute on the fifteenth, like clockwork. We have all the systems and technology in place to make all those monthly dividends, and then um, we'll operate it, own it, and we have a partnership uh, put together. And every partner is going to get four times a year. They're going to get a um, you know cash flow statement, balance sheet update, and a narrative on what's going on with the property. And for them, it's a passive investment. They're going to get a K one. They're going to get the benefits uh, per rata of their depreciation losses. And, um, you know, luckily, um, just about, I'd say, bulk of our investors are repeat investors. So it's been fun.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I know based on those relationships, it's really important that, you know, you keep those strong and you keep people um, happy and, and coming back for more. That's always a sign of a satisfied client is that they're coming back. So that's awesome. Well, listen, you've shared some wonderful words of wisdom with our audience. I appreciate that. I'm excited to get to know know you further. Um, you know before we go, we've got a few more minutes. Any other advice that you have for people out there that are that are tuning in?
1: You know if you're somebody that is looking for passive income or maybe you're a broker with relationships to people that uh, are looking to put 100, five hundred thousand, something small enough that they want passive income, but they don't have enough to put a down payment on a, on a major project. Uh, we, we love to work with uh, other brokers. Uh, we'll protect you to make sure that you're taken care of throughout that process, whether they make an investment now and then again, which most people do, you know in the future, you're protected in perpetuity. And so just think of it as another way, uh, another tool in your tool belt, so to speak, to 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 take care of your clients who are looking to invest and, may, and just know that, you know, I'd love to build a relationship with you and your audience to uh, continue to grow our business together.
0: Awesome. Well, if people want to reach out to you, Ben, what's the best way to get in touch?
1: Sure. Um, my website has all of our information. It is hjhinvestments.com. And then again, yeah, on all the socials, at Ben Kogut. My last name is spelled K-O-G-U-T, Ben Kogut. Awesome.
0: Fantastic. Well, listen, this has been incredible. I've really appreciated and enjoyed the opportunity to get to know you. As I mentioned before, Ben and I are both members of a Next Level Mastermind, which is a pretty awesome group. And one of the things I'm most excited about is getting to know Ben and hopefully doing some syndication deals together. I know that, as you mentioned, brokers are, in a sense, your best friend, right? Because we can help you uh, have access to some pretty incredible deals. So, listen, Ben, I want to wish you continued success. Anybody who's watching this that has a deal that they think might be a good fit for Ben, reach out to him. He's an awesome guy, easy to talk to, easy to get along with. And, you know, I'm watching him and seeing the deals he's doing providing some phenomenal returns for his investors and having fun while he's doing it. So Ben, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here on Dan on Top. We appreciate it. It's been really a great time.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much, Dan.
0: All right, Dan Lukowitz, Dan on Top. Looking forward to seeing everybody soon.